Hi, and welcome to Com Church Talks. This is our sermon of the day. We pray it will be a real blessing to you. I know you'll be encouraged, challenged, and uplifted by the talk you're about to hear. Last week, who was here last week when mum kind of trashed the place a little bit? Um, who was here? Raise your hands if you were here last week. All right, so I'm going to ask you all to lower your expectations just a little bit to help me out. This morning, mum brought a message on up and for 2018 on how 2018 we can expect ups in our lives. We, we serve a God that wants to take us up, not drag us down. Um, and mum did an amazing job last week of verbalising um, exactly what God is trying to say to us in this season. But this week, um, today, I'm going to continue with the theme up. And um, next week, Rob Payne will be on, on the same theme. And we're just going to set the tone for Com Church, for your lives, for your family, for the people around you that we live in 2019 on and up. Even when things don't go quite as we planned, we can still have an attitude and a, and a, and a position inside of us that is up towards the circumstances we face. So in order to talk about up this morning, I found a, um, a short story in the Bible that only exists in, um, in one of the Gospels, which is quite rare. But I want, I want us to read it um, together this morning. It's found in Luke, um, Luke 13, verses 10 to 17. If you've got your iPhone or all of that, I'm not going to flit around lots of scriptures this morning. I'm going to stay firmly planted in Luke 13, 10 to 17. Let's read it together. Here we go. It's under the title in my NIV of a, a crippled woman healed on the Sabbath. That's the title. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue ruler said to the people, there are six days for you to work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, you hypocrites, does each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox and donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her. When he said this, all of his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. It's an amazing story of a woman being set free from the infirmity that she's had. And I think there's some things for us to take and look at this morning. Luke, in the Bible, Luke, is the, um, he was known as the physician, the doctor. Um, he, was, he was kind of the medical-minded one of the disciples. That's what um, 
really caught his attention about this lady. That's why um, when you read most stories in the Bible, most of the descriptive parables and things, they exist in more than one of the Gospels. Different writers wrote about the same story. But on this occasion, Luke the physician wrote about this lady, and he's the only one that did. She caught his attention, and it's believed that's because of the medical nature of her condition. Let me tell you what I'm meaning by that. In this passage, Jesus is addressing the synagogue like this morning he's just talking, and a lady comes in that catches his attention. She stooped over. Her condition means she's totally bent over. By sharing that she is a crippled woman, which is what the text says, she's a crippled woman. I don't want anyone to be offended this morning, but in the synagogue in Jesus' day, the woman was a second-class citizen. You weren't part of the main proceedings in the synagogue. The women sat somewhere else. They were treated differently. I don't want to offend any of our wonderful ladies here. It's just how it was. Don't shoot me. So... They were separate. So she's second class before, before everything has gone on. She's not quite there. Then she's carrying this condition. She's called a crippled woman. That's her descriptive, descriptive name. So now she's got the second. If you were carrying a disease or if you had a visible condition or a deformity, you were also put to one side in the synagogue in Jesus' day. So now she's lowest of the low. She's been categorized. She's put in a box. Last Sunday night, our leaders gathered and we looked at the labels people put on us. She had the label of, of, of woman that was crippled and that was low of the low. So she's bent over. I wonder if I can have a volunteer or two this morning. Okay, Carl, you were picked on so wonderfully last week. I think you should come up here again this week. Come and help me out. Nathan, you laughed at Carl's misfortune. So they're there that you're coming too. Um, so there's really good. Sam, Sam's coming in. I'm going in. Right, Sam, come on. Let bend over. You're going to be my... Um, you're going to be my crippled woman this morning. Is that all right? So like, he's going to bend up. Come on, walk forward. Everybody bend right over. Let's get right over. All right. So now I want us to walk around. You've got to get lower than that, Sam. Like this woman was probably crippled. Go for a walk, right? Just for a little while while I talk about this condition. You've got to get right down, Nathan. Look, over. Come on. Right. Hold it there. All right. So what a wonderful array of crippled women I've got this morning to help me out. So you can go. You can go wherever you want. Go, go on a walk. So here we have our, our woman, she's got the stigma, the stigma of, attached to her of her condition and the fact that she was a woman and she was put to one side, lowest of the low in those circumstances. Her crippled state affected how she walked. Oh, get down, boys. I, I saw that. Come on. It affected how she walked. It affected how she slept how she was going to actually get her rest. Her condition, Sam, right down, come on. You're lifting up. You've got to get down. How she ate, the things that she would take into her body, she had to think carefully about it. You know, 18 years, it says, the Bible, she had this condition. She was bent over. Her internal organs reshaped. Her internal digestive system was different to yours because, here he goes, Sam's taking the stage by storm. How she digested her food was different. How she washed, like you're going too quick, I think, slow down. How she washed, how she dressed. All right, 
All right, you can take your seats. All right, well done. Two minutes. Was that hard, Nathan? Was that hard? It was, it was. It was really hard. It was hard. I saw you boys getting higher. Two minutes. Two minutes. You couldn't do it for 10 minutes. This woman's condition bent her over double 18 years. Can you imagine that? It affected every aspect of her life. How she dressed. She couldn't just go down next and expect the clothes to fit her body. Didn't work that way. She had to go to a special online store to get clothes that would work. How she cared for her body, how she looked after herself was all affected by her bent over condition. She was atypical. Your normal is so different to how this lady lived her life. It affected how she travelled. She would have to choose where she's going and what she's doing based on her condition. She couldn't just accept an invitation to go anywhere. Her prospects for employment and for earning were affected. She couldn't just earn a job or do a natural job. She was totally bent over, totally disfigured. It affected what she could do for a living. It affected how she could spend her recreational time. Stuff that she could do with, her, with people around her. How she engaged with her community. She was, all of these things were affected by her condition. Her ability to nurture a family. She had no way of securing a relationship and having a meaningful relationship. All of these things in her life were broken, were disfigured, were messed up. She couldn't bear children. The simple acts that we know in, in life, to be able to do those things and bear ch- children. She can take on the responsibility of children. She's unable to take care and manage for her own condition. This woman was bent out of shape in more ways than one. Nathan, have you ever been bent out of shape over something? Someone ever bent you out of shape? We often get bent out of shape over things, but this woman, her emotion, her physical body, her relationships, her life had all been affected for 18 years. 18 years. I can't, can't even process that. But we get out, bent out of shape so easily. Her condition meant that her view of the world was totally different to ours. So um, I'm going to try and make this live for us a little bit. I, I often sit there and I think, how can I make this story live for us? So I'm going to give it a go by being a pioneer of technology. Is that okay? So um, let's try this. Elliot gave me a GoPro and a thing like this. So we're going to try this. This woman's view on the world was really affected. So boys, I think I'm ready to go. Shout when you're ready, Dave. Okay, so all she could see was her feet. Her view on the world was limited to the dirt of the street. Maybe the puddles at the side of the road. Maybe the animal droppings that would be on the streets. We would go and she'd walk along and literally she would see her own feet. And that would be the world that she engages with every single day. Oh, there we go. Nothing else. Everything that lines the roadside would be hers, her portion. 
she wouldn't be able to see the different beautiful scenery as she walked around. She was literally limited to just her feet and the road around her. Her vision and her perspective on life was limited to the floor. Thanks, guys. Turn that off. Turn that off. That was her life. That's how she lived, walking around, limited vision. The text says that her condition was there for 18 years. But it also says that she was possessed by a spirit, that her disease, it took over her. And when you read that and you study that, it it actually puts it in the context of she was already 18 years ago alive and well and knew what was happening to her. That's what the text leads us to believe. It means she had memories of life before this condition. That's an even worse thing. When something happens to you and you can remember life before that seismic event, that plays on your mind, doesn't it? This lady was not only tortured with not being normal, she had an adjusted normal because she knew what existed before her normal changed. She has a mental point of reference that reminds her that things were once different. This is a really challenging situation that this lady finds herself in. She used to be able to look people in the eye. She used to be able to stand there and have a conversation with someone else normally. She used to be able to stand in front of the mirror and do her hair. And she remembers those days, but yet she's bent over. And all she has is the limited vision of the few steps in front of her. And she comes into the synagogue. It's amazing. 18 years ago, something happened to this woman. Something happened. Something took over her. She has the beautiful memories, but there was a life event that took over her and meant she was doubled over. You know what? In those 18 years, she will have become a master at working within the boundaries of her condition. So the condition now would have meant she'd worked out how to set her bed place up. She'd worked out how to get as much rest as she possibly could. She'd worked out when she could travel, where she could travel, in what weather she could travel. She'd worked her condition into her life. She made life work based on her condition. She'd become genius at it to the point where she knew she could even go to the synagogue. She could even place herself where at least somebody, she could get their attention and perhaps something could change. This is the woman in this story, and she did some things that I think we can learn from. And I want to just spend the rest of my time looking at the things this woman did that we could possibly learn from. Let me have some tea. The first thing this crippled woman did was position herself somewhere that at least Jesus could hear her or she could hear Jesus. She positioned herself within the vicinity. She made her journey to the synagogue. I think that's really important. This morning, if you're here and you've lived life, 
you don't know who Jesus is, you haven't got to know him in a personal relationship, like we've been singing about like a bunch of crazy nuts this morning, you don't know him, you're here, you're positioned within the sound of Jesus' voice. He's reaching out to you today. She made an attempt to make sure she was in the place at the right time so that she could hear the words of Jesus. That's number one. She may not have been able to see anything more than Jesus' feet. You saw my video there of walking around. She may have been able to strain and see Jesus' feet, but she certainly couldn't stand and see him eye to eye. Maybe this morning that you don't feel Jesus, you don't know he's here, you don't understand him, you don't feel it or sense it. I want to say this. I want to say this. This lady answered his call when it came. So Jesus, she, put, she positions herself around him, and then Jesus made the call. Woman, woman, your, 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 I will heal your element, ailment. That's what he says. He calls the woman, he calls her out, and she responds. It says, she got up and came over to him. That's what the text says. So she answered the call with no excuses, no hesitation, and no doubt. He said, I'm going to answer the call. So you've got those two things. She firstly put herself in a place where she could even hear Jesus in the first place. Secondly, even when she couldn't see him and the call came, she answered the call. The third thing she did was answer the call when she was still bent over. She didn't wait to be standing up straight and everything to be great and life to be hunky-dory and everything to be perfect and her not to be on that journey of this condition anymore. She responded to Jesus' call while she was still doubled over, while she still had her condition. The great thing that happens in this story is that she answers Jesus' call, standing before Jesus, and he says, stand up. And she was healed. Can you imagine the elation of going from being limited in a world where all you can see is just the small area around your feet and she stands up and all of a sudden there's this amazing world to be seen. She stood up. She was able to be up for the first time in 18 years and she's able to look Jesus in the eye. And the Bible says she immediately gave praise. She gave praise to God for her breakthrough, for her that she'd received the miracle that she'd been longing for for 18 years. And it happened, and the Bible says she immediately gave praise to God. She received her miracle. She allowed Jesus the grace that was on his life to come in to her life. The great thing when I read this text that really got me was that her miracle came with something else. It had something bolted on it. It's like buy one, get one free almost. There was something attached to this miracle that the text tells us. Read, let's watch it and read it. This is obviously the, the guy that runs the temple says, says, um, says, hang on a minute, you shouldn't be healing people on a Sunday. He brings a real downer in the moment. The woman's just stood up. He brings a super downer. You can't heal on the Sunday. Jesus rebukes him. And in the rebuke, Jesus says this. I'm going to read it. You hypocrites, doesn't each of you 
on the Sabbath, untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water. Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day for what, from what has bound her? So now, the attachment to this miracle for her is that when Jesus first addressed her in her condition, he said, woman, come, woman. After she's received her miracle, he says to her, this is now a daughter of Abraham. He gives her an identity, a brand new identity. So she gets a breakthrough miracle like that's not enough. Jesus bolts onto this miracle, completely new identity, 100 new. Now she has lineage. Now she has significance. You're a daughter of Abraham. She came in as a woman second class. She came in as a sufferer of a condition second class. And after her miracle, she has a complete identity change. Complete identity change. You know, the huge thing in human life that we all want Often we think it's success. It's not success. Really, some of us, we like success. We like it, but it's not the real longing in our hearts. Most people, the human longing in our heart is to be significant, to make an impact, to to engage the world around us, to feel significant, like we make a difference, like we belong. That's the human condition. That's what we want. She went from no significance at all, not being even welcome hardly, just about able to get through the door of the synagogue. And after her miracle, she became a daughter of Abraham, a complete identity change. Is there anyone here that could use an identity change this morning? Do you know what? I feel like, I, do you know what? I'm tired of the same old, I've done this for 18 years, I've done this for 20 years, I've done this for 60 years. I'm ready for my identity to change. It's possible because we serve a miracle-working Jesus. Amen? Complete identity change. The other thing we learn from this story is the second we get our breakthrough, the second that miracle comes, that thing that we're longing for for 18 years, someone or something will stand up like your enemy and try to rob you of it. You're not good enough. You're not great enough. There's like somebody in this story, it's the head of the church, the synagogue, the guy at the top, the person that should know better. And he says, hang on a minute, you shouldn't be healing people on that day. What a downer. What a downer when we're trying to look up. We're in this series, we're looking up, we're now, oh wow, I've got a whole new world. I've had my miracle. I've had my breakthrough. Instantly, not even a second has passed and someone's gone, do you know what? Let me try this. I'm going to bring a downer on your party. You're not good enough. You're not, you're not worthy. Look at what you did in your past. Yeah, there's no way you could do this. No way. Somebody brings a downer on our up instantly. You get your breakthrough. You get your up. Somebody will always bring a downer or something. You know what? There's an enemy in this world that is not for you like God is. There's an enemy that will come to destroy and take from you the great things God has done. We need to be aware of that. This woman in 18 years never gave up believing for her breakthrough. She still, 
in the face of all the odds, got out of bed that morning and went to the synagogue. She found that position. See, she sat there. She did never give up. Never give up. She didn't see her miracle in 18 years. She'd probably been to that synagogue many, many times. She still went. She's still there. She did not give up. The other thing we need to consider about this story is that when she got her 18-year miracle, when things changed for her, Jesus then didn't roll the clock back. He didn't roll the clock back and undo all of the effects. She was 18 years older. She had the memory of those 18 years. She now had the memory of before her condition. She had the memory of the condition. And now she had, looking back, she was able to look back on both those seasons. Jesus didn't do a back to the future miracle where everything was undone and you go back to the beginning. That's not what happened. Jesus met the need and she now had a story. It formed part of her existence. It formed who she was. It wasn't all undone. He didn't go, every time you missed an opportunity in those 18 years, I'm going to give it back to you now. He didn't do that. He didn't go, I'm going to heal that season of brokenness in the past. You, you missed that relationship that didn't go right because you, of your condition that was bent over. I'm going to heal the hurts of that. And the, No, it was all in her memory. She had all of those things. He didn't remove the tear stains from her pillowcase. Nor, he didn't remove the signs of aging. She was 18 years older, as I said. 18 years older when the miracle happened. He didn't wind it up. But it became part of her story. It, now, her up became the story that was going to affect others. You know, this moment in history is really important. You know, there are seven times that Jesus healed someone on the Sabbath in the, in the Bible. Seven times he healed someone. And that's the case that they made for crucifying Jesus. They made that he healed the man with the withered hand and a bunch of others on a Sabbath, this lady included. And that was part of their case against him. It says there at the end, doesn't it? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonders of the things they were doing. So the humiliated ones in that moment became the people that were out to get Jesus in the end. They were the one that put him on trial. They were the ones that went after Jesus. This is a significant moment. It goes on to have significance in the future. I wonder today if there's anyone here that feels a little bit bent out of shape. Life bends us out of shape. It may be a physical condition, I don't know. It may be a relationship. Something happened like 18 years ago, like this lady, something happened and it bent you out of shape. Your normal adjusted. Your normal adjusted 18 years ago. Maybe I'm speaking to you today because Jesus can undo that normality. 2018, 
2018, the 18th year, at number 18 for this lady, things changed. We're bringing this message of up to you at the beginning of 2018 because there is an up possibility for your life. You maybe have been limited in your vision. Maybe you've only seen the things in your world for some time now. Maybe it's just about what you can get and what you can bring into your life and what you can do. Maybe it's about that. And maybe you've just looked at the limited. There's an up. There's an amazing vista available to you. There is a panoramic photograph, one of those ones where you do that with your iPhone, like that. You can have a look around. Can you imagine suddenly having that vision and that miracle in your life? Well, God wants to do that for you today. As Com Church, we need to look up. We cannot be introspective. We cannot, as a church, feed off ourselves and look at our own feet and worry about ourselves internally so much. We have to have an outward look. We have to have the full panorama of the kingdom of God and other churches and unity and all the things around us and and to be an active engager in our community. We have to make friends. We have to be a light in our community. We have to stand up. There is an up for Com Church in 2017, as Mum so wonderfully told us last week. Maybe your limited vision this morning needs to be addressed. Maybe you have an introspective viewpoint on life. Jesus has us look up from our abnormal life. We don't need to engage in bitterness and all of the things that come stemmed from the activities of our past. We don't need to engage in those. If we're not careful, we can get wrapped up in resentment and regret and those kind of things. And we don't need to do that. All that creates is distortion. It creates us to be bent over. It creates the down in our lives. We can't go back but we can go forward with Christ this morning. If there's someone here today and you're bent out of shape, perhaps things in your life are a bit twisted at the moment, a bit crazy, a bit warped, maybe you have that limited point of view that I've been talking about. Maybe there's someone here today living life on the low down. You've been suppressed. You've been told you can't do that. You can't achieve that. Maybe you've been put in a box. Maybe the labels have been applied to your life by your boss or your school teachers. I don't know. Whatever's limiting you is making you live low down. Is there somebody here today who is burdened with their identity? Your identity now has got you down. The same old, it's got you focused on the down. I invite you this morning to position yourself in front of Jesus Christ. You may not feel him, you may not even see him, you may not understand him or know who he is, but you can position yourself where you can hear his voice. This morning, you have positioned yourself to where you can hear his voice. In 2018, this can be your 18th year. You can restructure, you can get a new vista on life, you can get that new panoramic viewpoint. He can lift you up. You know what? A relationship with Christ Jesus is life-changing. This woman had her life changed in that moment. It says he laid his hands on her. 
and everything changed? Jesus wants to lay his hand on you and everything can change. Is there anyone here, you're tired of your identity, he wants to call you a daughter of Abraham? A daughter of Abraham, how awesome is that? Above every label that has been put on your life, that big, huge one, I'm a child of the king, I'm a, I'm a daughter of Abraham, I'm important, I'm significant. He wants to put that label on you. You may not see Jesus, but he can see you today. Jesus can see you today, and that's something to give praise for, church. If you know Jesus, why don't you give praise? He can see you this morning. He can see you. He, there was a crowd of people in that synagogue, and he saw that lady that thought she was so insignificant. Yeah, if the team could come back. You can get your up today. Why don't we stand to our feet? I'm going to ask the team to come back. You can get your up today. Sarah, would you come and read this amazing scripture? You've heard what I've said. You've heard what I'm talking about. This lady's condition, she didn't leave that synagogue that day the same way she came in. My heart's prayer for each one of us here is that we leave today differently to where we come in. That we stand up straight, that we receive our up. I want to prophesy this scripture over every person's life in Com Church. I want you to take this scripture and I want you to apply it and I want you to allow praise to raise in your heart. The first thing this woman did was praise. She got her breakthrough, she praised. Jesus touched her, she praised. That was the order of things. Straight away, I give God praise. We're going to give God praise in this meeting this morning because he's faithful and he's going to have us stand up straight. Is that all right? We're prophesying this over your lives. Thank you, Sarah. This is Psalm 30. If you've seen the posters that were created for this series, it's just got verse 1, but I think there's so much of this amazing psalm that is so relevant for what Helena and Julian have spoken. I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a, a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. To you, Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What is gained if I am silenced, if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? And that's all that lady saw, the, the dust and the dirt. Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be merciful to me. Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord, my God, I will praise you forever. And whatever has kept you bent over, whether it's guilt, whether it's pain, whether it's shame, whether it's abuse, whether it's depression, the Lord is going to take you out of that pit. Look up, look up. Let's give him praise. Let's lift up a praise. Lift up a praise in this place today. Thanks for listening to Com Church Talks. We'd love to hear from you and you're welcome to any of our Sunday services or midweek comms. For more information or to get in touch, visit our website at www.comchurch.org.uk or find us on Facebook. God bless.